Just as religious orders have done for centuries, building an intentional way of life that is deeply rooted in prayer and virtue is a powerful way for our families to live. One of my favorite moms, Ginny Coaches, is here to talk about having a rule of life for teens. Welcome to Homeschooling Saints, the podcast that helps you create the homeschool you love for the people you love. Our host is Lisa Maladnik, a Catholic life coach, TV host, best-selling author, and an instructor at Homeschool Connections. Before we get started, remember to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. And if you're watching on YouTube, click the bell to join our channel. Hello and welcome. I'm Lisa Maladnik, your host, and today I'm talking with Ginny Coaches about having a rule of life for teens. Ginny Coaches is a Catholic wife and mom to three twice exceptional children. A former high school English teacher and adjunct professor, Ginny holds an MA in teaching writing and literature and has two decades of experience educating children of all ability levels. Through the not-so-formulaic website and community, Ginny offers practical support and prayerful encouragement to Catholic families with differently wired kids. Ginny believes God gives curious, creative, intense children the exact mother they need to thrive. Find Ginny Coaches and her community and many original and recommended resources at notsoformulaic.com. That's in the show notes. And she's also going to include today in our show notes a workbook designed to walk your teens through a development of a rule of life. And we're going to have some fun talking about that right now. Welcome to the program, Ginny. Hi, Lisa. Thanks so much for having me again. Oh, it's always good to see you. Uh, let's start just by kind of defining terms. What do we mean when we talk about a rule of life? And say a little about what drew you into exploring it. Sure. Um, well, you know, I think you you mentioned in the introduction about how uh, religious orders have had um, a rule of life, you know, for centuries. And I think I first um, was pulled into it originally, just the global idea. Um, of course, you know, St. Benedict and his rule of life, which is you know, 700 pages <laughs> of <just laughs> guidelines for everything from, you know, what you should do when you get up in the morning to how you should say your prayers. And it was, I mean, it, it's it's an exhaustive just companion for, you know, structuring your days in Christ. Um, and I, you know, because I'm raising three children and, and I myself and my husband were both pretty much twice exceptional, which means that, you know, we're gifted, creative individuals who um, also have some, you know, learning or developmental delays, executive function or the ability to organize yourself um, is not really high on our skill set. <laughs> We're not the most organized people. Um, so, you know, I, I've always been really interested just in, um, not always, but, you know, once I started raising my children, I was like, there has to be a better way, you know, to keep my my life in order. Um, so I became really interested in the study of executive function. Um, and then one day it dawned on me that, you know, a rule of life and executive function kind of go hand in hand. Um, because essentially, you know, with with a rule of life, you're talking about global executive functioning, um, you know, the, the date, because that's, you know, as Catholics, that's, that's really where we want to order our minds, our hearts and our days. And, you know, that's in Christ. Um, so when I, my girls are, I have three, you know, as we said, um, and my oldest will be 16 soon. Um, and the older they get, the more I've begun to see that, you know, all the pressures they have from the outside world. Um, all the pressures they have from, you know, their individual responsibilities, you know, they've got school, 
you know, academics, they've got hobbies and extracurriculars, um, you know, they have friends that they want to see, um, you know, and, and at the same time, you know, they're supposed to know, love and serve God. And it's, it's hard, it's hard to do all the things. Um, and so I wanted to provide my girls, um, and then my son eventually, but he's still kind of little, um, with some guidance in, in how to do that. So um, that's when I really started looking into how uh, a rule of life would be beneficial for kids ages 12 and up. You know, how do you um, help a child come up with a set of guidelines that they can live by that will help uh, them order their days, you know, as I said, in Christ. So uh, does that mm. kind of give you a good explanation? Yeah, fantastic, because my wheels are turning the whole time you're talking. This is applicable, obviously, oh, yeah. to all of us. And and as a strengths coach, I always think about how people are gifted differently. And mm -hmm. there's so many super creative and very intelligent people who are not the ones who are high organizational or executing. No. Mm -hmm. They're going to need to balance their lives in some way. And the rule yeah. does that. It operates in that way. And it's so wise to see this is the place where I'm always going to struggle. I have a lot of yeah. strengths, but that's that's not one of them. Right. So I'm going to reach <laughs> into the wisdom of the church. And mm -hmm. that's just such a beautiful place to be. As homeschooling families, we always want to be looking. And, and our homeschooling families send some of their kids to school and some of their kids are homeschooled. Yeah. And like, we just want to acknowledge that too, that the, the rule of life may have variations in it that are very unique sure. to the family and to the child. So yeah. um, what are some kind of core ideas or pieces of creating a rule of life that are particularly useful to our teens? Well, I think there's, um, you know, I actually have a list, so I'm gonna pull this up. Yeah, <laughs> so can, please do. Because uh, it's hard for me to think off the top of my head. Um, but, you know, it. Um, I think there's a couple of key pieces, you know, and, and the first one is really looking at your routine as it stands currently, you know, because we get into these habits. I, I think humanity, as humans, we are just creatures of habits naturally. Um, and so I think the first step is helping teens, especially look and see, you know, where their habits and their patterns are working and where they're not, you know, where are their particular stumbling blocks that they keep running into? Um, you know, whether it be, um, you know, I, I, I talk about it from a, a framework of, um, what's working and what isn't. So like, um, asking kids to think about, um, where are you excelling? You know, when you think about your organizational skills, when you think about your prayer time, when you think about, you know, your scripture study, um, your mass attendance, your reception of the, of the, the, the sacraments, the Eucharist, um, you know, what about service? What about your schoolwork? What about your friendships, your leisure time, you know, even your personal care, like every single facet of your life, um, you know, what is working for you in those areas and what is not? So, for instance, like if we were to think of myself, you know, um, I'm not a teen, but, you know, there are definitely areas that I could improve and there are definitely areas where I'm doing well. Um, and because I'm an adult, you know, hopefully I'm more able to take a step back and say, OK, you know, this is what um, this is what is good. This is what needs work. And I think for teens, um, that's not necessarily instinctual. You know, and maybe not for adults either. So I think helping them, first of all, look at um, where they are and where they would like to be and figuring out, you know, what the gap is between those two places. 
Um, so that I think is the first step. And I, uh, in a discussion or consideration of, of all of that, I think you have to really um, think about the vices and the virtues, you know, and, and I always want to be very careful um, with teens, especially teens who tend to be um, a little more differently wired because many of them struggle with, you know, anxiety, intrusive thoughts. Um, I know my, my own daughter has OCD, which leads to a lot of scrupulosity. So she tends to hyper-focus on the things she does that are, are you know, problematic. Um, and so I, I don't, you know, I always try to couch it from the perspective of like St. Augustine, you know, no one is beyond God's mercy, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. you know, that we all have um, the opportunity to get up the next day or even the next moment and start over, you know, and that it's okay to have areas that we're working on and that we're not meant to be perfect. The only perfection is God's grace. Um, and so through, you know, the, the things that we, um, that we see as problem areas, you know, how can we evaluate what our root sins might be? Um, you know, what are the things that are really holding us back from living a life in Christ? For me, for example, you know, I've always said that my root sin is pride. I'm a prideful person. <laughs> so like the litany of humility is like on speed dial in my phone. <laughs> um, because I really struggle with that a lot. Um, and so, you know, I um, I think it's really important to take a look at, you know, what the vices are, you know, from an appropriate, developmentally appropriate standpoint, and what the the virtues are that counteract those vices um, and being able to identify in what ways, you know, you can actively participate in building a life of virtue as a teen. Um, so, you know, I, I think it's really important to give them examples of, you know, let's say, um, let's say greed, you know, or materialism is something that um, a, a teen might struggle with. Well, you know, actively practicing charity, like how can, you know, what are some ways that we can think of um, that could help you or help this particular child, you know, become less focused on material wealth, material things, um, you know, or, um, you know, gluttony, like with video games. Oh my word, my son, mm-hmm. <laughs> my son, he's, you know, he's eight, but he is, you know, if you left him to his own devices, it would be, you know, all day, every day, Minecraft, Roblox, you know, whatever he can, whatever he can focus on. So teaching him about prudence, um, you know, limiting or no, or temperance even, um, limiting the amount of time, you know, that he giving himself a structure, um, creating a structure so that he's got, you know, blocks of time where, okay, you know, I can spend this amount of time doing this, but then I have to get up and do something else. Um, so also within that, you know, I think is a, a really good appreciation of an examination of conscience, um, so that you can, you know, a really exhaustive one so that you're really kind of getting to the nitty gritty, um, but always focusing on God's mercy. Um, and then from that, um, taking all of that information and learning proper discernment, you know, proper discernment techniques, like how do you take this to prayer? Um, how do you learn to hear what God is telling you through all the static, um, and there are, you know, there are basic steps and um, guidelines, you know, that I that I have found helpful over the years um, for teaching kids that, um, and we can talk about that, you know, in a little bit if we want to. But I think those are the main um, components for, you know, creating one. Um, 
you know, and then as far as building it, um, it becomes very much like, it really is like building yourself a schedule, um, you know, an order to your day. Um, so yeah, I think that that's kind of a, a long winding explanation, <laughs> but hopefully, <laughs> hopefully it helped. Yeah. And the thing is, we can see how the culture is hungry for this. Yes. You know, live your best life, time management, personal organization. These are mm -hmm. all good things, but mm -hmm. they're all a reaching, right? For something right. that's not there, for something right. that's needed. And Absolutely. so what you're talking about is what's underneath it. Exactly. Where are the areas for growth and how can I create a structure or a schedule that helps me to go through certain steps in a, you know, obviously with some flexibility because our days are not all the same, oh, sure. but yeah. to go through certain steps in our weeks, our months, our years that help us draw deeper into the important things that are underneath those desires. Yeah. All right. It's, it's, yeah. It's like essentially you're building a routine that helps you build stronger, healthy habits, um, both, you know, spiritually, emotionally, physically, just across the board, you know, those habits that are going to um, really help you succeed in what God has designed for you as a person and ultimately get you into heaven, you know, with him. So. Yeah. So there's a really clear goal and, and that can be hard, as you said, for young people, their brains are not fully developed. There's a lot no. of pressures. There's a lot of hormonal activity and, yes. <laughs> and so much change going on for them. And then you add into that any kind of special needs or challenges mm -hmm. and having something that they participate in a really personal way mm -hmm. to help design. Um, yeah. Sounds like it would be something they could really buy into. We are gonna take a short break to hear from our sponsors, and then we're gonna come back with Ginny Coaches and talk about how to create that rule that they can buy into. We'll, we'll go through some steps. Stay with us, we'll be right back. Hi, I'm Walter Crawford. And I'm Maureen Whitman. We are the co-founders of homeschoolconnections.com and proud sponsors of the Homeschooling Saints podcast. Which is here to help you homeschool more joyfully, more easily, and more effectively. We want to thank you for listening. And we invite you to check out our courses at homeschoolconnections.com. And now, back to our program. All right, we're back with Ginny Coaches, and we're talking about a rule of life for teens. And it's so interesting, and I feel like I'm soaking it up for myself as much as for <laughs> any moms of teens out there listening. But would you take us through some of the steps, Ginny? What's the process like? Um, well, I think, you know, I, I actually, I created a, a workbook for it because I wanted, I do much better if there's um, you know, like a, a laid out process for me. Um, and I think for kids also, you know, that's really important so that they can see, first of all, this is something that I am doing for myself. It's not something that is being handed down from on high. Um, you know, sure, the, you know, the impetus might be coming from a parent, but, um, you know, I, I think for, for teens and, and the whole concept of like buying into something like this, ownership is really important to them because they're, you know, they have that burgeoning independence. Um, they're sort of getting ready to spread their wings. Um, so having something that they can, um, you know, take individual bite-sized steps through um, and develop in that way, I think is really important. Um, so I mentioned a little bit earlier about, you know, doing the reflection figuring out, you know, those key areas like organization, even, you know, personal care, um, you know, your friendships, your relationships with your family, the chores you're doing at home, you know, what are, um, you know, figuring out, as I said, what's working, 
Like, where are you really excelling? What's going well? And what's not working? You know, what are some areas you keep getting tripped up on? And then once you've identified that, um, you know, as I mentioned, looking deeper into what is perhaps, you know, my root sin, like what is the the vice that is keeping me um, from breaking free? You know, what is what has helped me in a way or assisted me, I guess, in developing maybe some habits that I want to change and move away from, but I'm having a hard time with. Um, so, you know, identifying the areas where you're excelling and where you're struggling, then being able to do, you know, an examination of conscience, like a pretty, um, an in-depth one that's age and developmentally appropriate, obviously, um, so that you're focusing on the areas where um your, you know, you've struggled um, from a from a Catholic perspective, and then taking all of that information to prayer first and foremost. Um, you know, because I talk about the way, um, or I, I like to look at it from the perspective of how, you know, in the Old Testament, God makes many covenants with His people, um, which is then, you know, ultimately fulfilled in the New Testament. Um, you know, through the sacraments and um, Christ's birth death and resurrection. Um, and our rule of life is kind of like the covenant or the vow we make with God. Um, so it's, you know, it's your your promise to God that this is how I'm going to order my days. This is the routine I'm going to follow so that everything I do um, in my life, in my days, is ordered to glorify you. Okay. So once you have sussed out what works, what doesn't, um, what virtues you can begin to practice, this, then you can start to put in a plan of action or a routine that you're going to follow um, for, you know, your day. And so I have them, you know, kind of begin with the information that they've amassed. Um, you know, what have they discovered about themselves? What have they learned about, you know, who they want to become? And then I encourage them to, you know, take it to prayer. And then even, you know, giving like a little routine for the prayer, like grabbing a sheet of paper, a notebook or a journal, heading to a quiet spot, setting a timer for 10 minutes, um, writing, just talking to God on this piece of paper, you know, focusing on um, what you've discovered about yourself, what you might want to, or who you might want to become. And then, you know, in prayer, just saying, you know, send your Holy Spirit, Lord, help me to know um, what it is you want me to do. And then, you know, you can turn to scripture, you, you can turn to, um, you know, reading about the lives of the saints, um, anything that helps you keep your focus on um, listening to God um, and using that prayer time as an opportunity for discernment. You know, what does God want me to do? How does he want me to order my days? Um, but I think it's it's also important, you know, for, for kids to understand you know, or to get, have realistic expectations of themselves. Like, you know, I, I think some kids might want to go all in and just be like super holy, you know, <laughs> you know, I'm going to go to adoration every morning and I'm going to do this and this and this and this. And it's like, you know, you, you have to be, you know, what are the confines of like the life that you're lead, leading? You know, you may not have a license yet. You might have a car, you know, it might be hard to get to adoration every morning. Um, so just being realistic, I think is important. Um, and also, you know, having a balance, you know, you, um, you know, while time for prayer and study and worship should all be a part, um, you know, of your rule of life, you know, you've 
there are other parts, you know, you have family chores that you still have to do. Um, you know, so like the idea of, you know, how can you wrap your prayer time into your chore time, those kinds of things. Um, mm. so, so yeah. And then once they've, once they've had, you know, this prayer time, this study time, this period of discernment, you know, then you can start thinking about, okay, well, how do I want to approach this? Do I want to make myself a schedule, like a, a specific one with times? Do I work well that way? Or would I rather just have a routine? Would I just have, would I rather just have a list for, of things I want to do in the morning? Do I want to be able to, you know, laminate it and have it a little checkoff, um, you know, or I guess the last part is really figuring out how does your brain work and what's the best way of laying this out for you? Um, and then, you know, every so often kind of reevaluating maybe, you know, once every couple of months, um, how your rule of life is going, um, you know, what you, again, what you've done well, what maybe hasn't worked, um, and then revisiting it because it's not a, it's not a once in a lifetime thing. You know, it's something we're always working toward, um, unity with God. So, you know, as we grow, uh, the rule of life is going to grow and change with us and shift into different seasons. So um, I think the last thing is helping them understand that it's important to revisit and that not everything is, you know, set in stone and that you can change these things um, and reevaluate. So I love there's so many elements here of understanding of self, having some compassion mm -hmm. for self, but mm -hmm. also doing the work and balancing right. it out with virtue cultivation. So it's not over-focus on sin, but focus on what is the balancing virtue. So they get a healthier sense like of hope for themselves. Yeah. There's always something they can do that's positive. There's the ordering toward God. There's the sense of routines and rituals, which is very Catholic. We love our rituals. Yeah. <laughs> um, but... Uh, yeah. So what are you seeing in terms of the payoff? You know, obviously it's a work in progress, your kids were all work in progress, but what mm -hmm. are some of the benefits that you're starting to see? And, and because of your community, perhaps you're also with your workbook and everything, starting to see feedback from others. And I just want to mention Ginny's workbook at her website, we'll have a link for, it's called Aura mm -hmm. et Labora, A Rule of Life for Catholic Youth. So you can access this workbook. <laughs> so be of good cheer, but I'd love to hear some of the fruits that you're seeing, Ginny. Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny. I have a lot of moms who are like, I need this for myself. <laughs> you know, this is something that I need. <laughs> I have my um, hand in the air. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, can I, can I get this for me, even though I am no longer 18, you know, to which I say, absolutely. You know, always it's, um, I mean, yes, the language is, um, age appropriate for, for kids, you know, 12 and between 12 and 18, but, um, you know, certainly it's adaptable. So, so that's one piece of feedback I've been getting. Um, I think in our house, um, my oldest, you know, she, um, she amazes me every day. Um, she, she is autistic. Um, but she, you know, she's, I, I they change the terminology so much. <laughs> it's always uh -huh. so hard. Like, how do I describe, um, yes. Yeah, she's she's one of those kids who if you didn't know, you probably wouldn't know, but she knows. And so it it weighs on her. Um because she I think once she probably hit like 8 or 9, she started realizing, "Hey, you know, I do things a little differently from like the average John and Susie." <laughs> um <laughs> and so she's very self-aware of that. And I think for her, um it's helped her develop a stronger sense of self. And helped her understand that she is indeed made um, the way God made her or wanted her to be. Um, that she's not 
a mistake. There's not anything broken, you know, about her, um, that she is, um, unique and unrepeatable, you know, beautifully and wonderfully made just the way she is. Um, mm -hmm. And it's helped her, I think, understand a lot of the reasons behind some of the things that she does because she's an artist and she can spend hours and she will spend hours just lost in her art, just creating, drawing, um, thinking of new ideas, you know, and then she, along with her art, I think she also she does really want to write as well, to write stories, write fiction. Um, but she has, you know, some fear of that, of, you know, fear of failure, um, some anxiety about not being able to do it right. So being able to cultivate a rule of life has given her like, okay, you know, there's this little slot of time here where, you know, during my day, I can spend, you know, just five minutes jotting down ideas about characters, you know, just little tiny steps. Um, and also I think for her um, as a member of the autistic community, faith is kind of a different animal for her than maybe it is for me um just the way she thinks and i i think we've um we have father schneider's book about you know god loves the autistic mind um so it's been um it's been a growing and learning experience for her about how she approaches prayer um because for her you know she she's very logical and so she doesn't see you know she um she has a hard time, like, how do I know if God's speaking to me? You know, this is not a <laughs> not a direct mm -hmm. thing. Like, I don't sit down and have a conversation with him across the table like I do with you. Um, so we've had a lot of conversations about that. And I think it's helped her um, learn her, the language of her faith, um, if I can, if I can put it that way. Yes. Um, the way that God so speaks sense. to her. Yes. Um, so, you know, those are some of the things that I have seen in our own home. Um and for me, you know, that's, I think that's the most important part, you know, because as, as, as her mother, um, you know, it's my job, obviously, to guide her in this life. But, I, you know, ultimately, my goal is to get her into heaven. Um, you know, so if, if other families can use it and, and find the same sort of successes, which, you know, I think many are. Um, that's wonderful. But I know for me, like the part that makes me feel, um, I don't know, the, the most pleased, I guess I'm, I'm, I can't really think of the right word, but just the most peaceful is mm -hmm. that, um, you know, my daughter is growing, um, from this. And I, and I don't mean for that to sound like self-centered, <laughs> you know, but mm -hmm. I, but, but I think that that's, a um, for me, that's been the most special part. I think is seeing her grow um, and knowing that um, there's potential there for other families to have that sort of growth and experience, um, you know, if they so choose um, to use the resource. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that's, um, that's what I'm seeing. So. Mm, so beautiful. It's so wonderful when God attracts our heart to something, right? Mm -hmm. For whatever reason. And mm -hmm. you were saying prideful, I'm so selfish. And I've noticed that God attracts me to the next thing where he wants me to pour out sacrificially by mm -hmm. dressing it up like something else, yeah. like something yeah. that's more self-gratifying. Sure. Yeah. And so I, it's just so funny. 
it's interesting to me that you were attracted to this idea and noticing your family's, you know, need for some structure and all of that. And then you went deep and now you've deployed it in your family and you've shared it with others. And God is calling you closer and closer to his heart in all of this. And so I just love that transforming effect. Yep, we're aware, we're weak. And God sometimes yeah. <laughs> maybe even has to trick me into doing it. Right. But, um, and maybe somebody thinks, I don't really need it, but I think my teen needs it. But the process then blesses them and blesses their family right. too. Yeah. So what kind of final thoughts would you like to leave us with, Jenny, as we're contemplating this possibility of a rule of life for our teens? Sure. I, I think the key is God's mercy, you know, resting in. And like you said earlier, there's always hope. There's always hope for improvement, um, for growing closer, you know, and, and the, it's not about perfection. Um, it's about perfect grace, you know, and leaning on him um, in our in our imperfections and our and in our areas for growth, our weaknesses. So, you know, that is ultimately because we in in this family also we really do struggle with perfectionism, the idea mm -hmm. that everything has to be right from the beginning. And, and the truth is, it it really doesn't. Um, mm -hmm. You know, if that were the case, you know, I I don't think you know obviously we wouldn't have have Adam and Eve wouldn't have been tempted in the garden, you know. <laughs> You know, we wouldn't be we wouldn't be celebrating Christmas or Advent or Lent or Easter. You know, we wouldn't have any of this. We would all just be frolicking around with sheep, you know, or you know, in the garden with all this food and happy, happy, happy. But that's you know, that's not how humanity works. And you know, the the um the goal is um you know constant movement forward and God's mercy is unending. So, you know, mm -hmm. as long as we are open to it and working toward it, um, you know, we're, we're on the right path. Mm, amen. Amen. And that's such a healthy mindset. We're all going to struggle. Everybody find Ginny Coaches at her website. It's in the show notes, notsoformulaic.com. And we'll have the link also directly to the workbook, Aura at Labora, A Rule of Life for Catholic Youth. Jenny, thanks again in your busy, busy life for taking the time to be with us. We are always so blessed when we visit with you. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I really appreciate having the time to chat with you. Oh, yeah. It's always a joy. You're so welcome, everybody. Thanks for being with us and listening in. God bless you. We're praying for you. And we look forward to another conversation to share with you next week. God bless. And that's our show for today. Our program is sponsored by homeschoolconnections.com. Be sure to subscribe to Homeschooling Saints and leave us an honest review. God bless you and thank you for joining us.